Every single one of us has a journey. And while they're all unique journeys, they're also uniquely relatable. So, naturally, welcome to a relatable journey. Austin Dillon is one of the greatest race car drivers to walk the earth. But wait until you hear about his journey with driving and how it intertwines with meeting his wife. It is absolutely awesome. I had not been the best proponent for great relationships. You know, my buddies, hey, stay single. You ask for God, man, you better be ready. Celibacy, didn't have sex. And Whitney and I kind of went through it. Didn't know where this whole conversation was going to get into it. And you just brought all this stuff out of me. All right, Austin, thanks for joining us here on A Relatable Journey, brother. Uh, I, I think the obvious question is, were you going to be a racer your whole life? Was that just kind of obvious for you with your family ties to it? You know, um, I definitely went through uh, life being at racetracks and being around racing. And uh, what a great experience it was you know, growing up around the tracks and, and watching my dad race and seeing my grandfather's cars go around the track. And um, But, you know, as a kid, I, I actually – did other things uh, when we got back into racing was when like it was like oh man this is it and that was that uncomfortable situation putting yourself in something that you're not used to doing and, and trying to go out there and do it and it, it presented itself with a new challenge every time i mean I, I can't speak to you for this speak for you on this question but for me i know like when i got and started with mine with my career i was like there are points where you're like, I don't know, like maybe I'm not meant for this. Was there a moment or a couple moments like that for you on your journey? Oh, for sure. You know, I think there's those moments um, still today. I feel like, you know what I mean? Uh, you, you, the doubt creeps out of your mind because you impress yourself over things over time. But when you first started, I mean, you, you put yourself in this business to be good. You have to put yourself in a lot of uncomfortable situations that, that um, aren't always what you want to do, but you know you have to do them to get the experience. Um, as time went on, I was able to win my first dirt race uh, in a crate late model, which is a little less horsepower than what we'd thrown myself into the first time. And then I started developing that skill and then got into supers and won a couple super races. And then from there, we went you know, NASCAR route as far as asphalt racing, ran a couple late models. But, you know, I remember climbing the fence one night in a super late model. And this was after I had been doing it for quite a quite a while. And um, I climbed the fence. And the dirt literally was like right there and then get out of the car and just bummed. I tore up the car and uh, it's it kind of like one of those ones where I thought I was going to be able to, you know, do something that night. And I was just like, man, is this like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, am I good enough to do this? And I think, you know, having the right people around me in that time, you know, your mom's always a good place and dad. And then obviously my crew chief, Shane, they're like, Hey, you're going to be fine, man. Like snap out of it going to be just fine. And I think the next week we went out and won actually. And it's just moments like that. I remember that. I remember that wreck at 311. That was the only time that I really questioned like hard, like, hey, is this something I can be good at? So did you have a relationship with God at that point? Did he, was he a part of your like, hey man, you, you, I think you want me here, but like, where are you right now? Because I could really use you, dude. I definitely grown up with a relationship with God and, um, had him in different situations been brought you know, to light for me, but it wasn't on the forefront of where I was. Uh, you know, I was 
more focused on racing than God. You know, when God really came back into my life was when I met um, my future wife. You know, she inspired me more than anyone had in the past. You know, I had gotten to the pinnacle of our sport, which is the Cup Series. I'd won championships in the Truck Series and Xfinity Series and uh, got to the Cup level and stuff. You know, it wasn't going as as easy as I would have liked it to. A couple years in it, no wins, wasn't having fun. I was just kind of showing up to the track doing a job and the same stuff that everybody talks about, you know, when it, when it doesn't become fun anymore, you shouldn't do it or all that. Those things just creep in your mind. And I was single and just, you know, a mess. Well, I met her and, um, things started turning around. It was actually craziest. If you want to get into the God situation, uh, I tore the French down fence down in July, uh, the cup race at Daytona, really awful wreck, you know, probably one of the worst in NASCAR history. Yep. And I had just started talking to her at that point. Whitney knew nothing about NASCAR. I actually won the day before in an Xfinity race and came back the next day and flipped, pushing Jeff Gordon the line, tore down the fence. But it was a late race, like late, late, late. And uh, I had talked to her and uh, the day before. Well, she went to bed because she had to get up and work the next day. So I texted her the next morning or that night when we got done, which was like 3 in the morning. She didn't respond. The next morning, she's like, oh, did you win? And I was like, no, not exactly. You know what I mean? She had went to bed. She had to go to work. And I just sent her like the YouTube replay of the wreck. She was like, oh my gosh, that can happen. I was like, well, it did. I don't think it's supposed to. And uh, our relationship just kind of built um, the next weekend. Actually, I went to Kentucky. She came out to the race. Uh, we had a really good night and uh, she was on fire for God and got me into a, actually it was a Joel Olstein book. And she had me on the breakout book and I, I literally read the book and it was like, um, man, a flood of good things are, can, are going, coming to you, it, you know, you know, have faith in God, have faith in the Lord. And I had a Bible verse in there. Um, and I remember writing in it, like, Lord, if, you know, if I'm supposed to be a race car driver, like I'm, I'm here testing today show me something, you know what I mean? That there's some light at the end of this tunnel that we're going through right now. And if not, it's cool. And I, and I think my dad actually had told me, you know, that's what, what ended his career. He actually went to Nashville and he had, he had prayed the night before going to Nashville and said, you know, Hey, show me a sign if I'm supposed to do this. And he actually, the next day blew a right front tire, like second lap on the track wow. and crashed the wall. And he called, he got out of the car, called my mom that day and said, Hey, I'm done. And she was like, okay, come home. And, uh, you know, we were little at the time and, uh, that, that confirmation, it was kind of like his ending of his career. Well, you know, I'd heard that story a while and I kind of did the same thing. I just kind of threw it out there for guys like, Hey, am I supposed to be doing this? Our cars weren't that great at this time. And I went, went downstairs and I'd read the flood thing. And I looked on the TV, like, you know, a, uh, hotel where they have the little breakfast area. I was at the breakfast area. And there was a TV in there. I was the first thing I saw on TV was flood. And it was like a flood's coming to wherever it was flooding. It might've been Louisiana. Cause that's kind of weird. It was the first word in print flood went across the street, got in the car for the test and, uh, went out there and the first laps on the track, I went to the top of the board against some really good cars that year. And I was like, dang, like, all right. Like we hadn't been fast like that in a long time. And uh, I remember calling Whitney on the way home. I was like, man, this, 
reading this breakout book, I've been asking for certain things and it's, it's coming true. And the next part was, uh, I started, you know, reading more of the breakout book each day was something new. And I challenged, I wrote in there like, Hey, you know, I had not been the best proponent for great relationships. You know what I mean? I was always preaching to my buddies, Hey, stay single, you know, single is the way to be and all this stuff. And I wrote in it. I was like, look, God, in this relationship, I'm going to do the right, right thing here. I love this girl, but I want to be someone that is influential for other people to, to, uh, you know, witness and see what a good relationship can, can be. And, uh, in any way that I can help, like, just show me, you know, give me those opportunities. And, uh, I never checked my Twitter direct messages. Like just never had just cause they pile up just random messages. Well, for some reason I was driving from the shop to here and I just Twitter opened up and it was on my direct messages on my phone. And I looked at the first one and it was this message from somebody and it was like, Hey Austin, I need a favor. If you can, you know, message me back. And I messaged him back. And he was like, Hey, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to get engaged to this girl and we're coming to Talladega and uh, man, if you could just show up, it'd be so cool. And I was like, dude, you know what? Like, I won't just show up. Like I'll, if you want me to do something, let me know. He's like, man, if you could like pull us up that my buddy Duggar was playing on the stage there. And I was like, there's this stage. They're going to play country music night for the race. And if you want, like I can get you up there with her. And sure enough, I was standing there when he asked her to marry her and it just, things like that started happening. And when like you ask for God, man, you better be ready because some things really start happening. And, uh, you know, he's been a centerpiece of our relationship um since we've been married and uh tonight we've had bible study and uh you know it's uh you know he opens doors that you would not think are openable and uh it's been i've been very fortunate uh throughout my career to you know be blessed by many opportunities and people surrounding me that have led me in the right path and i think god's responsible for all that obviously yeah, there's a lot to touch on there. All right, so I want to rewind for everybody that's watching and listening to a relatable journey right now. When you first got into that book, when she gave you that book, when Whitney gives you that Joel Osteen book, and you got to write down your feelings. I mean, really uncomfortable, extremely weird, awkward, not your thing, or loved it immediately? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I was so in love with her, like, there was so much going on and still am to this day that she could say anything and I, and it would inspire me something about her. And, uh, you know, the book was just something I just needed to do. She, she said that, that it was huge for her life. Things started happening. She met me and asking for all these things that were talked about and, and praying the proper way. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was something that I wanted to do and did and it worked out. Dude, you've done, you guys have done a lot now. You got a kid, Ace. Congratulations, by the way. How's that all Thank going? You. Oh, it's awesome, man. He's, he's so much fun, and it uh, challenges your relationship every day, obviously, having a kid for the first time. But it's been cool. Uh, we're actually on another book right now. I wish I could tell you the title of it. Uh, the Love Dare. Paul and Mary will talk about it on their podcast. Uh, the Love Dare. So pretty cool. And uh, – you know, she, it's, it's amazing. I have so much respect for all the single moms out there, single dads as well. Like, um, to be able to raise a kid, it, it is so tough and, and to do it alone, I couldn't imagine. So I'm thankful for my wife. She's been getting up throughout the night, taking care of Ace and it's cool. And it just grows your love for them. Uh, especially when you got to go to work the next day or go to the track and, 
Yeah, he's he's a good baby though. I'll give him that. She, she he huh. he's not that hard. So <laughs> I, he he's hard at times, but not that hard. So I'm curious, how has your relationship with God kind of because the way I describe it is it's a it's a relationship just like anybody else. So if you meet somebody out at the bar or anywhere, just at the track or whatever, you can have a surface level relationship and it's good, it's easy, no problem. The deeper you get, it gets more difficult but there's, it's more rewarding and it's a better relationship. So with Whitney now and God and you, how, how has your relationship with God and that journey kind of progressed or changed and differed and growed, grown? Well, I mean, just like in the Bible, there's different stories throughout that show like times where people have fallen in and out of love, not with, with God per se, but just giving God what he deserves as far as, you know, putting your attention toward, um, what God's asks of us. And for me, like I've gone through times where like, yeah, I'm very thankful. Like everything's going the right way. And you just kind of forget like, Hey, why are these things happening? You know? And, and, and it kind of pulls you back in reality and, and makes you kind of go back through. And God knows like when he needs to pull you back a little bit, I mean, he instantly is like, Hey man, get, get yourself right here. And uh, for me, like actually lately, um, you know, we had a Bible study going and it was going pretty good, but it kind of got to the point where the Bible study just became a talk. We'd meet up, hang out. And then I, I was like, Hey, no, like I'm ready to dig more into the Bible. So I need to learn more. And, um, uh, we started a new Bible study up, uh, right up the road at the shop with our preacher. We have a preacher at our race shop, uh, preacher Payne, And, and I wanted to learn more about the characters of the Bible. And I, you know, I've heard the stories and, and just kind of understand, you know, I feel like I have a good base. But it, like you're talking about digging deeper to really uh, have more knowledge. So I, if asked a certain question that I can kind of answer it um, like I would if you asked me about racing, feel comfortable about talking about God. And and uh, yeah, right now, actually, I'm studying uh, John the Baptist. And that's my character for tonight. Going in the Bible study is pretty cool listening to him because actually, you know, you know, as John the Baptist story goes like God, he was a lot Elijah in a way for God. He was the, he, he came before God to tell people about what was coming for Jesus and he baptized Jesus. And then he also asked Jesus, are you the guy like after he <laughs> baptized? And so it just shows you like, uh, Jesus allowed a human to baptize him. And that human then in turn kind of didn't think he was really Jesus. There's so much to like talk about with all that, because it was so cool how Jesus used John, just a normal dude. Like, Hey, do you, do you mind baptizing me real quick? Just my yeah. name's Jesus. By the I way. literally, for some odd reason, I, I don't, I'm not a crier at all. Like my wife would say like, I'm not emotional. She's gotten on to me for not being emotional. Cause I've just learned to put this shell around me when it comes to that. Like I literally almost cried reading or reading about it. And it was just actually it was a video on YouTube and it talked about like John the Baptist, just a regular human getting to baptize Jesus. And I was like, I, I don't know why this emotion came over to me. It was great. When you've gotten into all this, what's your biggest personality change over the, you know, the last 10 years since you've really got dove in? Like what makes you so different? Having something more than just race, you know, having something more than uh, being a race car driver. Trophies are great and all. If it all ended today. I've got a family. I've got God first and foremost, that there's a plan that's already written for me, you know, whatever the next day brings, whether I lose my job or whatever happens, God is, is instead of 
me trying to find other things that make me happy, you know, that has to come from God. I think, you know, in any relationship, when you ask too much out of your partner, like, Hey, you're not making me happy. Well, it's actually you having to get right with God because you have to be happy with yourself first of all. And, and God brings you that happiness. If you learn, you know, what he has, has offered us. And, uh, you know, for me, that's it, you know, just knowing that whatever comes our way, um, you know, it's written. I'm, I'm in a, a really good place right now. And I feel like my career is in a better place because I have a little bit of a calm over me, but I mean, I still have that. It creeps in, but I know when it does where I need to look to, when I put more of a focus on God, it makes life easier. That's the, the biggest thing I know. When I wake up and I do my daily devotional, like I'm at like peace. I'm like, I'm chill for the day. I have a perspective on things. I don't get all freaked out about some Twitter thing or some political <laughs> thing that someone said. I don't start losing it. I'm like, all right, there's a truth. They might be right. They might be wrong. I don't even know. I'm just going to focus on God. So true. And like you were talking about like Twitter, for example, like, I mean, it is so divisive. And I literally just kind of blocked it out of my mind. And uh, I've literally, I have gotten it off my phone. I talked to Jackie about what I want to say on there and like, hey, this is cool, but I don't want to look at that because it takes away from my happiness. And then it also get, in turn gave me more time to, to spend with God. You know what I mean? Because I mean, that FaceTime, that number that shows you your hours of like looking at your phone is crazy. And I've cut mine in half but just doing that. You don't need it. You know, it, you're going to get, somebody's going to tell you anyway. It's like, Hey, did you see this? Or, yeah. Hey, did you see that? And it's just, no, I didn't, but yeah, go ahead and tell me, tell me what's new today. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard because you can't get news from any other source most of the time. And what, it, what news channel most of the time is telling what's right. It's hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, it's yeah, like you I were saying it. earlier, if you're doing that, then you're not getting with tight with God. And God says, if you put anything before me, then that's your God. Whatever is number one. Yes, it life. is. I mean, it could 100%. be anything. And so if you're, if Twitter of all of a sudden is your God, you got a billion gods out there with all different opinions and you're going to drive yourself insane. It's crazy, man. You, you always got to be, you know, heading in the, down the path because uh, your walk's different from mine. My walk's different from yours. And the only thing I feel like keeps me centered in mind is, is, is God. And I couldn't one, say that throughout my entire lifetime. Yeah. It's, it's it, it happens when you're supposed to have that opportunity and line up, I feel like. Yeah, like, I mean, I can definitely vouch for that because I wanted to be really good on TV really early and I was really bad. <laughs> and thank God I didn't go to the stations and the markets that I wanted to go to initially. So I'd never, I'd be laughed out of the business. I never would have been on air again. Like if I started where I wanted to go, I didn't want to go to Fargo initially, but thankfully I did because no one saw me be terrible <laughs> months. Like get it out of the way when no one's watching. Yeah. And progress. And then to your point, I, when, I, when I was younger, I was like single always and forever. I can eat when I want. I'll go to bed when I want. <laughs> yeah. I'm live my life. And then when I got older and I met my now fiance, Hannah, I was like, all right this is pretty awesome. I need to do exactly what you said. I was like, I want to be a beacon for other people and how a relationship works. And so our thing that we kind of have done, I mean, we have done and a lot and we've passed this on to other people in our relationship is we don't live together because we're not married yet. So when we get married, that's when we'll start living together. And a lot of people are like, you guys are crazy. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, 
it actually makes a lot of sense. It just doesn't work on your balance sheet the way you right. think it should. And, th- and if you're getting married for that reason, then you're in trouble already. <laughs> a lot of those boundaries that you create early in a relationship can really set the tone for the rest of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Whitney and I had boundaries uh, that we started off with and it creates conversation and makes you not just love someone for one thing. Um, and you've got to really get to know that person, I feel like. And those boundaries are how you, you start creating this love that's above a lot of things that you have in the past. You know what I mean? You're not just living for one thing that you love about someone. It becomes more than that. It becomes, man, like she woke up this morning and she didn't have to and made breakfast. Like those type of things just start popping in your head and you think about it because you're thankful for them because you're not thinking about just the one thing that you think you need you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, no, it's a great thing. I mean, I mean, we have the answer sheet, like we have yeah. the guide to it. We're just so arrogant that we want to do it our way and yeah. be our own God. And I, you know, when I met Hannah, she didn't have a strong faith, but I prayed to God a lot. And I was like, listen, I feel like this could be it, but I, don't waste another year of my life or don't let me waste another year yeah. of my life. Like I have with all these other relationships and done with that. So if it's right, let me know. And I, you know, I didn't really preach to her because no one needs that. So I just kind of lived my life as I would want her to see yeah. a guy live his life. And she would ask all these questions like, why do you believe this? Why do you do that? And dig deeper and deeper. And she started to learn and learn. And then one night I was like, all right, God, tell me, because we're starting to get pretty like intense yeah. and you got to let me know. And the next morning, I swear to God, Austin, she texted me, hey, I don't know why, but I want to learn more about your faith. <laughs> I was like, yo, for real? Like, this yeah. is crazy. And to your point, not a big crier. And I was like, whoo, because it was like question answer. And yeah. it wasn't discreet at all. So when he speaks yeah. up, it's serious. Oh, it is. It's it's nuts. And, it, and you have that. Then it's in the balls in your court. It's like, oh, man, like, yeah. I know what I'm God's supposed like, to hey, do. Now. Time to shine, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a cool, cool thing. And, uh, you know, I, I can definitely attest to my relationship where, you know, I, I mean, she, she challenged me and didn't even know she was doing it. Like you're talking about, you know, there's certain ways that a lot of people get run off from our faith because, you know, they're challenged in the wrong way. And, mm-hmm. um, I think Whitney did it in a way where it, it made me want to do more because I saw how she was for other people. I mean, you start, like, I was never a person that like really, started cheering for others like I, I was about me like when it came to competition and uh she's like hey you're, you're not gonna be where you want to be until you can be happy for others and I was like oh whatever and um that that was that was huge you know what I mean the little things that always stick in your mind about certain people that motivate you and and do it and now uh now it's cool because I I challenge Whitney and she challenges me and it's always the, the faith. It always brings you back when you're in a tough time, man. Like when you can lean on each other, experiences that you've had with each other when it comes to spiritual um, things with God. And so uh, it's cool to, to have these experiences. You talk about testaments and stuff and you're right. And, and it, truthfully, I didn't know where this whole conversation was going. Jackie just said, Hey, you got an interview with Will today. And like we get into it and you just brought all this stuff out of me. So it's nice. And cause I get, I get a- asked a lot, like to tell my Testament and, Sometimes I feel like I don't do a good enough job of, of coming out and being, um, uh, showing my love, but, but, you know, obviously more and more that, you know, 
my faith, you know, it, like you said, it's about showing faith and letting God do his work. And, uh, I pray every night, you know, like, Hey God, let your will be done. Use me in every way you can. So I'm glad for this interview. Thank you for this interview, uh, with you, Will. And I, I hope, uh, my story can help someone and yours as well. And, and, uh, cause you know, he's always there for us, man. It's such a blessing. I love it. And I always pray like, I, you know, let me be your mouthpiece today with what I do. Just let me be your mouthpiece and whatever comes out of my mouth, as long as it comes from you, I don't care what it is because I know it comes from you. So it's going to be all right. Yeah. So with that said, we'll wrap it up with what do you want to tell? What do you want everyone to take away? That's listening and watching to a relatable journey right now away from your journey. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, yeah, kind of right back to what I just said is like, I've just always kind of leaned on my morals and what I've been taught, but you know, the, the truth is, is being comfortable with who you are and, and, um, you know, God gave his only son, uh, for all of us. And, you know, we mess up along the way or on the path, no one's perfect. And I'm just thankful for the opportunities I've been, you know, put in front of me, but, uh, the glory always has to go to God. And, uh, I'm thankful for like this interview. It, it opens my mind because I always think, like when I talk about God, like you just said, like you made a great point when you brought up the fact that, you know, he, he's got it handled himself. You don't have to say anything. Just talk about the love. And that's all I've been given is the love, the love from him. And uh, I hope everyone gets to, wit to witness it and, and uh, be a witness. That's what I'm going to work on uh, from this. So I'm learning every day, too, uh, along the way. But, man, stay faithful. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and, and seeing as 2021, to your point right there, just to put a bow on it, God and Jesus love you no matter what. You cannot, they will not cancel you. It's yeah. just, that's not how this works. You can mess up and they will not cancel you. You still have a future. That's right, for sure, man. Thank you for joining us today on A Relatable Journey. Please subscribe to our channel. Because of you, this is A Relatable Journey.